Calling all moms, it's graduation season. And there are so many emotions flying around for moms. Excitement, pride, happiness, worry, sadness, anxiety, just to name a few. Emptiness is a loss, but it's also an opportunity, ladies. And whether you're a soon-to-be empty nester, you are an empty nester, or you've been one for a while, this event's for you. June 11th, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, live free Zoom event called Three Keys to Navigating and Embracing Your Emptiness. Come join me and other women just like you as we navigate one of the most emotion-packed life transitions for a mom, that of launching our children. See you on June 11th. Link in the show notes to grab your seat now. Dare on. Hi, and welcome to Beyond Empty Nest. I'm your host, Jody Silverman, speaker, mentor, and chief dare officer at Moms Who Dare. Every Thursday, I'll share stories of midlife transformation, happiness tips, and dare you to see the opportunities waiting for you so that you can make this next chapter even better than the last. If you're ready to dare, I'm ready to dare with you. Let's get into today's episode. I'm super excited to introduce you all to a good friend of mine, Diana Place. Diana is the founder and CEO of Third Act Quest and the 333 Collective. <laughs> Leaps of faith and rising strong from lightning strike moments is what Diana is all about and what has led her to where she is. After years of dancing on the edges of my passions, she says, through a roller coaster life and career, it was the coincidence of three lightning strike experiences, a cancer diagnosis, loss of a business venture, and an empty nest as she turned 60 that compelled her to dig deep to focus on what truly she wanted to do with her, quote, one wild and precious life. Fostering connection, inspiring others, and sharing people's stories have always been a personal passion of Diana's. She says, I had never put this passion front and center until the Third Act Quest was born. Third Act Quest and the new 333 Collective are her way of reframing the perception and experience of aging by connecting women as they create their life's most exciting chapter, their third act. And I love this. Diana always shared this. She shared this with me before. She has what she calls her touchstone quote. I'm going to read it so I don't get it wrong. It's by Mary Oliver, quote, tell me, what is it that you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? Hmm. Well, Diana, you're here to share with everybody to inspire them to figure that out. Because that's what Beyond Empty Nest is about. It's, okay, who do we get to be now? What do we get to do with our one wild and precious life? So I knew you were somebody that had to come here and share a little bit of your story. So welcome. Well, thank you, Jody. I always love our conversations and I'm excited to have another one today. So thank you. And that quote, I don't care how many times I read it, I see it, I say it, I hear it. It just totally invigorates my whole body. So yeah, thank you. So that's why it, that's yeah. your life. That's your guiding, you know, mantra, so to speak, what you call your touchstone, touchstone quote. Yes. 
It's like my dare on. That's my, oh, every time mm -hmm. I see dare on, which I tattooed and every time I, on my wrist and every time I say it, I'm like, yeah, okay. So it's the same feeling when you can find that, which resonates with you at a deep level. So, you know, when we discuss what we were going to talk about today to support our audience in discovering what's beyond empty nest for them, the opportunities and possibilities, because there's so much in life waiting, we just have to clear the clutter to find it. We decided we were going to talk about something called living forward. Mm -hmm. However, before we do that, I want to read something else that you shared with me in your bio that I took out because I want you to expand on it. I think this is going to support and really help a lot of the women in our audience listening to this. You wrote to me a whole, you, you shared in your bio, your full bio, um, a list of all your achievements, your, where you used to work, your business, your career, your past career positions. And then you wrote, Though each of these experiences was fascinating, remarkable, and expanded my life and my mind, it is what happened around my business career, the little breadcrumbs that I followed that have driven me and were, quote, calling me all these years. I am grateful to have connected the dots to live my life in a way that brings me great joy and meaning. And I think the thing, the thing that stood out to me, there was so many of us don't know how to connect the dots. I know I didn't at, I'm 56 at 45. I, I, I realized that what I was doing was not going to be fulfilling enough and meaningful enough for me when my kids left the nest. And I was like, okay, now what? I didn't, you know, so I would love for you to share a little bit about how did you even notice that there were breadcrumbs there? How were you able to see, eventually see them and then connect the dots? Well, that's a great question. Thank you for asking that. I think that I had some gut feelings all along the way in my life, but I didn't necessarily act on them. As I like to also say, I was always sort of dancing on the edges of the passions that I had. Mm -hmm. You know, as an example, I went to work for an advertising agency um, because I love psychology and human behavior and I love creativity yet I grew very weary of it because I didn't find it meaningful really and fulfilling like great I can help sell somebody's toilet paper or hotel room but I um, ended up doing little things on the side or initiating little initiatives on the side um, many of them never bore fruit because I was working so hard and didn't have the time, but I started noticing that I was sort of jumping back and forth between um, more of a corporate kind of life and a sort of more service kind of life. You know, I call it the public and the private. Um, I did a cause, had a cause marketing firm for a while. It tanked. I became a nonprofit. I wasn't really helping nonprofits. So right. I went back and forth a lot. But I think that, you know, these breadcrumbs were most apparent later on in my life. I mentioned the, you know, probably the biggest moment of my life was those moments after I had recovered from the cancer journey. And I was like, okay, this is it. This is my life. I am lucky to have every single moment of it. And I want to spend every single moment from here to the end doing those things that I love. So I spent some time really reflecting and digging in deep and sort of unleashing some of these things in my life. And so Third Act Quest was born out of that self-exploration and the excitement I had about 
my third act. I love that. I love how you say it's breadcrumbs. And, and, and all too well, we all of, most of us know all too well that it is some type of life-changing event that causes us to stop, pause, and actually pay attention and see mm-hmm. the breadcrumbs and connect the dots. And um, you're going to share a little bit more of that because a good dare that you have for our, for our audience members at the end, because we always share a dare. But thank you for sharing that. We appreciate that. Um, and we'll, we'll talk at the end, too. You can share a little bit more about what Third Act Quest is as well. But for right now, I want to get into living forward. Okay. I love that phrase. I have a friend who has a two-word mindset mantra movement. Two words that, you know, she always comes up with two words for, and living forward is a great two-word mantra. So what's the idea or the thought when you, when okay. you think, let's talk about living forward. And then I also, I also want you to, to dive right into, you know, the first point you have about the, uh, a key, a key to embra- embracing possibility while living forward. So first of all, I want to say two things. Yeah. Probably one of the most resounding messages of our times has been about be, just be, be in the moment, live in the moment. So I want to sort of recognize up front that I also agree that each moment is to be lived. And this isn't about future planning. This isn't about put your goals on paper and follow them. You know, this is more about living forward is more about letting go of past regrets, letting go of past failures, and actually seeing, you know, let's tell let's talk about it. After you're in your 50s and 60s and beyond, you really, if you really examine all the painful moments of your life, you can most likely find some sort of a gift that that experience has given you, a, a shift in perception, a change of leaving a job that wasn't, you know, resonating with you, all of those things. There's certainly lots of traumas we go through that are remarkably powerfully negative still, but many of the beliefs we hold on to that hold us back can be dispelled with. So that's really more about the living forward. But at the heart of that is also embracing the limitless possibilities. And I said, you know, hey, I'm not going to become a prima ballerina. I'm 63 years old. However, there, other than certain of those limitations, I can do almost anything I want if I release the, the, the beliefs that I can't. But I think at the center of it is recognizing the power we have in our own minds, what we think, what we say, what we believe, mm-hmm. and how we um, recognize that, you know, there's a book I want to recommend that that really speaks to this more beautifully and articulately than I can. But, you know, so many of us get paralyzed by the idea of like, what is my purpose? What is my meaning? Oh, I, know. I want to neutralize that and say, if you can uncover what really turns you on, bringing it to the forefront of your life and sharing it with the world is your purpose. Yes. You're not going to yes. have to cure cancer. You're not going to have to, you know, solve world hunger, but that is your gift, no matter what it is, no matter if it's local or global or singular or private, it is your purpose. So this book, do you mind me sharing? No, share, share, share. So the book's title is quite intimidating. So I want to say that right up front. It's called The Great Work of Your Life. The Great Work of Your Life? 
Yes. Okay. And it's written by a guy who is a senior fellow at the Kripalu Institute. So he's very, you know, done a lot of interesting exploration and writing about uh, meditation in our lives. But at any rate, it is his interpretation of this ancient manuscript called the Bhagavad Gita, which I could could never read. I have to say, I don't have. I've thought about reading it, though. I thought about reading it. I haven't tried to or, or attempted. My girlfriend has a really good copy of it. She said, whenever I'm ready to try and it's okay if I try and I don't like it, but go ahead. Well, that's why you'd love this book because he basically brings it to life by telling stories of people we all know and revere, like Jane Goodall. Each of the different lessons he brings to life by Jane Goodall, Walt Whitman, et cetera, as well as very normal, ordinary people that are in his life that bring the life, bring the stories. But basically the, the message is, it is your almost duty in this world to recognize what it is that you want to share and to put it out in the world and share it. It's not your job to judge it. It's not your job to decide whether it's as good as that person's. It's your job just to do it in the way you do it. So I, I love that book. So it's a, it's a nice, nice. I am so receiving your message for myself. You know, it's, it's, it's a false belief to look at any of us that are public figures out there. And I'm a small public figure in my small world, making a big impact in my small space. Mm -hmm. Just because I host a podcast doesn't mean I still have limiting beliefs. Doesn't mean I still don't have fears. And what you just said is so powerful. So first you said so much, and I'm getting the book, and we'll include include it in the show notes, but so much you just said like, I said this on one of previous episodes, hit rewind and listen to that whole thing again. What Diana said about embracing possibility, and I, but start with what living forward means. I love how you said it, because living forward is about letting go of what was to embrace what is and what can be. That's mm. what I heard. Simply, well that's what I heard. Well said. Yeah, and that it is time, ladies and gentlemen, the ladies talk about it all the time. I don't hear gentlemen talking about it all the time, but I'm sure men are not immune from fears and limiting beliefs. I'm almost positive of that. So if there are, if I am fortunate enough to have some men who enjoy the Beyond Empty Nest podcast, it's time to let it go. Because what I heard you say is that we owe it to ourselves and the world. The world is waiting for your gift. The world is waiting for your voice. And I love when you said, for, let go of the expectation. You have to find this huge purpose and passion. I hate those words. I know. It is. It cripples a lot of us, yes. especially as we're going, Me. oh, I don't know what my passion is. Like, but you do. But you do. You do. Let it go and it will come to you. Yeah. It will come to you. I love that. I love uh, This was powerful. So, okay. Really briefly, because I'll put it in the show notes too. Share it to him because I want to get to the dare. I want to get to the dare, but tell everybody, because we mentioned Third Act Quest and 333 Collective multiple times. Explain to everybody what those two uh, communities are. Third Act Quest is almost sort of an umbrella for what is my personal mission, which is to reframe aging. You know, both, you know, I'm involved in the world of 
fighting ageism, but I'm not the activist. I'm the, hopefully the connector, inspire of people to um, embrace possibility. So I do a number of things. I have a storytelling event, which you were beautifully, a beautiful part of. I have just launched a monthly story circle where I'm having a number of the amazing women that are a part of the 333 Collective, the sort of private community, to come and share stories and engage in conversation. Um, the 333 Collective, as I just mentioned, I just created it. It's almost been a year ago because I saw so much of a need for deeper connection that social media has actually destroyed in a lot. In no, a lot it of has. It has. It has. Um, so I, I'm building that now, and that's really about a collective, which is really about recognizing people's gifts and talents and putting it within this community and letting each of them shine in their own way. Somebody may be an expert on resilience. Some might be an expert on travel, but they're all going to sort of live in this community of third act women that want to just support each other and inspire each other and have fun together. Yeah. And you do that really well. That is your, that's your jam. <laughs> that, that is your jam. And and, and I know that there's a link below here where you can actually check it out and do a trial of what the 333 Collective was all about for two months and really explore it and check it out. So I encourage you to click that link. All right, here we go, ladies. You know, Dare On. Dare On, I'm showing it on the video. If you're listening to it, I have Dare On as my overarching life mantra. Dare, daring On is just stepping out, trying new things, little things. If you want to jump out of an airplane, go do it but it doesn't have to be that big. And I ask all my guests to share a dare, a dare that our audience can embrace and act upon. So Diana, what's the dare? Okay, this has sort of three steps to it. My dare, my dare on dare. And the challenge would be whenever you're listening to this conversation that I'm having with Jody, I want you to reserve at least an hour, maybe more, this coming weekend, grab your journal, grab a couple pieces of paper and a pen and do three things. First, I want you to look back to your young life. It could be when you're five, it could be when you're 20, but the younger, earlier stages of your lives are the most revealing to understand truly what, what turns us on. So I want you to pick three experiences that you would call peak experiences in your life. They can be successes. They can be ex just experiences. Pick them, write them, come up with a little headline for them and um, write about them for a bit and live in them, live back in them. And the second step is to now take a look at them and think about them and see where there's a thread. I mean, there may be a literal thread. Those are the breadcrumbs. Those are the breadcrumbs. Right. It may be something that it's like, oh my gosh, art is such at the center of all my joy moments, or it's nature, or it's it, it can be maybe quickly discovered, or it may be just something that has to do with, in my case, it was around connection and inspiration. Things that I did, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I'd always wanted to be a photographer. Okay. And now my big thing is I'm going to make a movie one day. So I want you to do that. And then the third step, and this is the most important of all, is to decide that that's important, what you found 
And it's the beginning for you to understand if you need to more about that thread, unbury it by taking three, making three next steps that you do in that week. Do a Google search, read a book, watch some TED Talks around the subject, reach out to people on LinkedIn that do what you might want to do and see where it leads you. They're almost like planting seeds for a future. And once you start doing that, it's like a little momentum. So anyway, so that's my challenge. It's I love it. really fun when you do this. So you're going to dare take about an hour, get a journal, go back to the pre, you were anybody else but yourself, time in your life, three peak moments. Look at them, really look at them. Was there a common thread, theme, feeling, emotion? And then come up with three action steps actually to like explore more on how you can bring that more into your life, even if you want to bring that into your life. I love it. That's a great dare. I'm going to add one thing very quickly. If you want to spend another bit of time, yeah, find three pain moments and write about them, realize how they don't serve you anymore, rip them up, throw them on the floor, put them in the fire, get rid of them. You guys got a double dare. You did double a double dare. dare. We got our first double dare. All right, cool. Double dare. I love that. We did that in the New York. All right, Diana, thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Jody. It's so fun to see you. Oh, it's great. And, you know, if, if, if something really resonated, you had an aha moment, let us know. Come back and, and leave a review and leave a comment. I'll make sure any comment gets to Diana. I promise you. I promise you. Diana, thank you so much, so much. And I'm sure we'll come back with more conversation. But until then, everybody, dare on. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond Empty Nest. Head over to jodysilverman.com for our full show notes, more information, and additional resources to support you through Empty Nest and Midlife. And if you've enjoyed today's show and are ready to embrace this midlife chapter, then you must take the Happy For No Reason quiz. When you take the quiz, you'll discover what your happiness set point is and how you can increase it and continue to strengthen it. This is just one key to navigating life transitions and discovering your most fulfilled and daring life. So go ahead and click the link below and take the quiz now. I'll see you next Thursday. Dare on. Thank you.